So we are busy executives these days, are we not? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So uh, we've got um, two mailbag questions, but we're going to do them in two consecutive episodes. Let's do mailbag question number one, which is about uh, somebody came, wrote in and said, Paul, why aren't you excited about AI? Oh, I thought you were just going to say, Paul, why aren't you excited? Paul, why? Why? <laughs> why, Paul? Paul. <laughs> so I'm going to play the theme song and then let's answer that question. Let's do it. So the first one is from Dietrich. And uh, hey, Paul and Rich, I'd like to express my disappointment after listening to the recent AI predictions episode. Mostly it's about Paul. Boom. I love it. I love it. Um, so I'm specifically disappointed about Paul's dismissive approach to the AI programming tools. Um, as Steve Yeggy puts it, you've seen part of the Menado, M-E-H, meh, nado, like a tornado, but meh. Interesting. Yeah, there it goes. Get in the shelter because the Manado is yeah. um, that is storming across developers worldwide about AI assistance. So the problem, Dietrich says, uh, or Diedrich, is that unless you have played with these tools yourself, you won't get a decent understanding of it. And I suspect Paul hasn't played with it himself yet. I suspect that once he does, he'll see that's an early baby version of a potentially powerful assistant that can change the way most programmers do their jobs, probably forever, same as IDEs and linters and cloud providers did a few years ago. No one liked or understood the early IDEs either. Rich's comment that developers want to write code and not understand others' code is true and probably a contributing factor to the Monado. But I have to ask, if writing code is more important to you than solving problems, then you'll never pick the most productive solution as sometimes that means that you write no code at all. Let's just start using this WordPress plugin, anyone? So my question is, how do I get Paul to try some AI tools for some toy or real problems so he can better understand how this could be a big game changer and then write about it? His voice is missing from the debate. Um, <clears throat> Whoa. Well, first off, shout out to WordPress, our sponsor for today's yeah. podcast. <laughs> Love you, WordPress. <laughs> so I, you know, I thought about this, and I actually, uh, I do continually go in and play with the tools. Um, you are a tinkerer. I do. I can confirm that. It's not. So first of all, none of this stuff really plugs into things that are currently, I'm currently super engaged with, but I did give it a go the other day. I sat down and I was like, all right, help me write a chord progression for a song, right? Mm -hmm. I, I asked mm -hmm. it to help me write a song. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've also been watching, there's someone named Simon Willison, who's a very like well-known Python programmer, created very data well set. Yeah. Simon's all in on understanding this ecosystem. So I've sort of been like watching him, him. figure it out as time goes on. Okay. And uh, the other thing is there's an organization I advise called Vets Who Code and Jerome Hardaway, who's the principal there. Uh, and the founder is works for uh, Microsoft and is all in on this as a tool to enable developers. As Microsoft is all in on it. Exactly. And so I do not deny that this is an integrated part of how people are going to be working in the future. And I do like that, like the chat GPT Q&A where it's like, hey, you know, some people do chord progressions this way. And then it gives me the chord progressions. And sure. Some people do them now. It's useful. It's interesting. Here's where I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at finding information mm -hmm. using typical search terms across a variety of internet places, including some places I pay for. Okay. And um, I'm also good at like buying books. Yeah. And I feel that the actual skill acquisition. Okay. So if the job is to get a task done without doing too much like 
research, mm-hmm. you can get to an okay first approximation, but it might be wrong Okay, with these tools. But if the job is skill acquisition so that you can reproduce it yourself and get stuff done more quickly, I don't get it yet. I just don't get it because I could mm. just go read a book or a Wikipedia page and mm. know much more. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think we're at a point right now where the, the medium has knocked us out of our chairs. Not the content. Teddy bears on the moon. It's just, it feels like my concierge for life just showed up and is interacting with me. And so I think we're in a a bit of a a daze right now because of the way it seems to talk to us, not what it's saying to us. I really believe that right now. Yes. And and it's, it's blowing people's minds because we were... Quora impressed us a dozen years ago. Yes, correct. (laughs) And I was like, wow, this is just knowledge and people sharing information. Now, this is a, like, we're in the, in the, in the sort of parlor, like sleight of hand phase a little bit with this thing where it's feeling like, like the world's computers converged on my weird question about GraphQL. Mm -hmm. And it's, and not only that, it seems to be talking to me like personally, and it's taken time out of its day to do it. And I think what's happening right now is that we've conflated the medium. Well, I'm going to call it a medium because I can't think of a better word. No, that's, I, that's, that's fine. With the like actual content that's being shipped over to me. Um, if this was just a search result interface that was new, it wouldn't be making this big of an impression. Well, actually, it would be very, very counter to what you want because some of the data is inaccurate. Exactly, exactly. And so I think I think the idea of building skill around that and, and what you're seeing a lot of right now is here are, here's a thread on how to talk to a thing. Well, you know, so there what I did watch, there um have you seen the videos floating around? It's Balenciaga and they, they like take They're really good. Yeah, they take people from movies and they have mid journey redraw them as Balenciaga models wearing Balenciaga outfits. So it's like Star Wars, but Mark Hamill's wearing like a really big puffy thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says in Mark Hamill's voice, yeah, I have I'm able to use the force much better through the power of fashion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's it's pretty hilarious and it's good hilarious. and funny and clever and Balenciaga knows exactly what it's doing. I don't think it's Balenciaga at all. Oh. No, no, no. this is just people making fun of Balenciaga fine so there's a tutorial still good for the brand there's like a six minute tutorial on how to make these and it's just you go from site to site platform to platform it gives you the prompts and so i'm i think that what is miraculous to people and i get this is that content and this is a thing that computers have always done and i think that as ai enables this this is very very powerful computers always provide they get exciting to people when they provide a shortcut to making something that looks, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in quotes, real. Okay, yeah. so um, desktop publishing. Sure. In the in the late '80s and and especially the early '90s, suddenly you could make something that looked like it came from a real publisher. 
Like a magazine. Your magazine look good. And in fact, what happened then, all the magazines started to use the desktop publishing tools. And now we don't think of it as desktop publishing. We think of it as InDesign. And, you know, like we, we just, yeah. you just use it. Yeah. Um, photo manipulation. Yeah. Right. It used to be darkroom stuff. You had to be really skilled. Then you didn't have to be skilled. You just had to pirate a copy of Photoshop. Yeah. And everybody would freak out and be like, how have you taken away my job? of you know linotype operator it's kind of the history of tech over and over and i think that and then what would happen is by getting into it and this is the thing i love about computing is that by getting into one of these subjects like getting into desktop publishing you would end up learning a lot about the history of typography how fonts work all that stuff if you were going to be good at it mm -hmm. so you end up learning a whole process that mm -hmm. actually points back to history and is really important mm-hmm and I feel that like the Balen make your own Balenciaga funny video mm -hmm. and like actually forces people to think through the process of like, where should the edits be? What's funny? Yeah. What should they say? Sure. Script writing. And so, new like, skills in a way. These are new skills. And the computer, the shortcuts that cause everybody panic, it, they get metabolized in like a year now. So it'll be like, yeah, of course. Of course we can do that. You can always make a Balenciaga video. So go back to your earlier statement. Why are you skeptical? I'm not skeptical. I'm just not. And I think what this person is reacting to, and this is, I'm going to push back on this person. I feel that insufficient excitement is the great crime of our modern era and technology. If you're not excited, about, I wasn't excited about crypto and people yelled at me for 10 years. This isn't you being defensive. No, I think that what I, here's where I'm at. I'm not excited. I think that it's more computer. It's just more computer. And it's, I'm going to yeah. use these tools. I think more people will use them. I do not see it as the total revolutionary change in the way that, like, I, I think it's equivalent to, and, and this is not underplaying it by any means, it's equivalent to desktop publishing. It's equivalent to mm -hmm. Photoshop. Like, it's going to it's gonna automate away certain rote tasks. That part's great. What I can't and stand elevate. is, what's driving me crazy is everybody going, and then the computer will become intelligent, take over the world, and it will be like a nuclear mm -hmm. war is happening. There's an article today in the Times about, like, it's coming for the lawyers. I'm on year five million of this irresistible subject in our world. It's an irresistible subject. And let me let me speak to the lawyer argument, which, by the way, for really basic stuff, like a lease for an apartment. Parking ticket. Parking ticket. These are algorithms. For, yeah. Essentially, like, there's here's really how you get basic out of it. Yeah. things that we get done. Um, you know, uh, purchase agreement, uh, statement of work, like, really basic stuff. Sure. But here's why and by the way that these have existed in the form of templates on you know certain websites that you can buy for like 50 bucks yes for, forever for right? over a decade yeah. yeah but the real value of a lawyer a good lawyer right is actually not the the artifact they produce it's the conversations beforehand and them being thoughtful about creating a good defense against bad news later and that is like there is not not that conversation is a conversation. See, I've learned this from working with you. The, the the function of the lawyer is that you are. It's not that they get rid of all risk. It's that they educate you about the risk so that you can make your own decisions. And they try to convince you, hey, look, I know this may seem like a bit of a forward thing to ask the other party, but I think yeah. this clause should be in there because it'll protect you from X or Y or Z. That dialogue is is not going to go away. If anything, I mean, look, the legal profession is is fascinating. As like financial instruments have gotten more complex and as M&A has become like just part of life in the world, mergers and acquisitions, the need for lawyers 
has gone, it's actually become more, has increased over time. Um, and the reason for that is because the world is more complex. As lawyers and will tell you that. Lawyers will tell you that. Yeah. Here's yeah, you the need thing. more lawyers. If you think this is going to bring down complexity, this wave, you're in for something. It's not going to. No, it won't. Tech always seems like it's making things easier, and it always creates more complexity. And I, I, think, I don't mean that in a bad, negative no, way. No, it by just the way. it just is what it is. Well, then do, you'll need tools to manage the other tools. And I, I do think, like, great, it's it's better at teaching you a process than Stack Overflow is. Right. Yes. Around like, here's how you make a JavaScript thing to do X, Y, and Z. It'll walk you through all Tailored of that. Tailored responses are, I mean, that's a nice shortcut. That's a huge time saver. It's like a cognitive comfort, right? Like you're just like, oh, okay, well, let me try that. And it doesn't feel like you're not trying to figure everything out from first principles, which you often are when you're looking at Stack Overflow. So I think like it, the fact that you can say, hey, I'm in position A and I need to get to position B. What are the steps I have to take along the way as yeah. opposed to you having to intuit those steps? I think that's a fantastic gift. It is. But what it does is, here's what people, I think, always forget. Software, when it innovates and eats away at, exist, at the status quo, once things settle down, it always gets bigger. The software gets bigger yes. and more. Like right now, there are like you know, 150 AI startups that are piling on top of this shift that's happened. Which is like, okay, wait, I thought it's going to make things simpler and easier. And uh, Adobe is an amazing example. Adobe software just gets bigger and bigger. Oh, my God. And, and you would think, okay, you know, we solved a bunch of things. Let's streamline. And it never does. No, it you gets can't bigger, right? You cannot streamline. Exactly. And so I don't know what the name of the DevOps AI profession job is going to be in five years it's going to be some name it's going to be ai ops it'll be or AI, AI ops yeah. yeah it'll be something bizarre but what what we're what humans create when they find when they clear a room mm -hmm. they always fill it with new shit that is just life it's just who we are so i think what i would say is also like i don't know a technology that would truly get me excited at this point i, I mean i think if if self-driving cars were real that would actually blow my mind yeah, 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 and I think because you've been through so many of these cycles, yeah, I think that's what it like, is. I, that would be a twenty-eight-year-old. I can totally sympathize with how they're feeling right now and thinking, "Oh my god, yeah. all I ha because the twenty-eight-year-old's context is TikTok." Why is this old man saying that he's not excited about this? this? Is the most interesting. It is the most interesting thing happening right now. It is the most interesting, and and but the idea of oh my goodness we won't be typing anymore we'll just stare into a camera and it'll yeah. intuit what we need that's that's just never how it goes this person is asking me you know what essentially what they're saying is why are you a middle-aged person in the technology industry and all exactly. i can say is because i am a 48 year old person in the technology I, i'm industry. enjoying watching it it's exciting to see something new take hold it's a weird time i i'll, I'll, I'll freaking i'll lay it out right here this is way more interesting and, frankly, credible than crypto. Like, well, it, I just it actually it makes sense. It lets you do things you couldn't do before, whereas crypto, you it was like, yes, you're now a market. Like It yeah. was like, oh, I didn't yeah. you know and I it's had to coming. be one. Yeah. The future is coming. Yeah, here we it's not go. here yet, but the future is coming. Whereas this, it's like, wow, that, I never saw yeah. a dog in exactly. a hat on the moon before. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching it all kind of swirl. It's fun. Okay. Well, I don't know if we gave that person what they were looking for, but I did appreciate the email. I love getting called on the carpet a little bit. It's good for me.
it reminds me of like the seventh Transformer movie trailer versus the third Transformer <laughs> uh, movie trailer. The right? AI excitement, you mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm glad there's excitement. And you still kind of go, whoa, I didn't expect the building to kind of flip over on its side like that. I have a friend who once ironically wanted to go see a Transformer movie. He was kind of curious. And so we went. Yeah. And he's like a sensitive, thoughtful guy. And about 10 minutes in, and he like really is like, we got to go see this. This is like America. We got to figure this out. And I'm like, okay. all right, man, I'll go. So we went. It was a big movie theater. Volume was up loud. And about 10 minutes in, he turned to me. He's like, we should just go. This is real. No, no. Because it's just like, clang, clang, yeah, yeah, clang. Yeah. And I'm like, I turned to him and I'm like, oh, we're here now. Yeah, exactly. We're seeing this through. We're, we're going to see like the bearded yeah, yeah, yeah. stealth bomber transformer. <laughs> becoming. So anyway, yes, um, it is... Uh, it, it look, it's gonna be great. I, lo- I actually really love this new weird technology. It drives me bananas that once again everyone's decided that because a computer can do a parlor trick, it's actually an intelligent super baby. Yeah. Um, but I've now been. I'm on like year. I'm, this is like the tenth time that's happened. Yeah. So here yeah. we go. Good luck if you can get to artificial general intelligence and take over all human society and change the future. Um, what am I gonna say? Sounds yeah. great. Knock yourself out. Okay. Hello yeah. at ziadiford.com. Uh, we've got some real advice to give uh, about uh, about um, somebody who's looking for a job for the next episode. So let's get ready and put on our HR hats. Mailbag. Tune back in. We love the mailbag. We're ready to give you any advice you ask for. Um, and check us out on Twitter at ziadiford.com. We love you. Have a lovely day. Bye.